just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Signature, signature jazzy beeps there mm-hmm. on the end there, of course. Something he's becoming well known for. But before we get to that, okay, <laughs> my name is Max. This is the Witty Banter Podcast with me today. Uh, as always, is going to be Hunter Dorset. of course. How are you, Hunter? What's up, toot? All right. Also over there with the uh, casual, I just got out of bed, but we all know you spent about two hours getting that hair just right, <laughs> Chase Williams. A flip-flap and a clap-clap. There we are. Excellent. And a very special guest on the show with us today. Always very special every time he's on. The man himself, the man who coined the phrase, uh, give Putin a chance, Mr. Alex Van Aken. <laughs> What's Alex, up, how are you today? That's me. How That's are you my... doing? That's I'm you? Good. good. There were two Alexes that I looked up because I was trying to do some research <laughs> on you. I was just making sure that I got the right one. That was definitely Excellent. me. Yeah. That's you? Okay, perfect, perfect. Excellent. Welcome back to the show, Alex. Thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure. Absolutely, of course. How are you today, this fine evening? Uh, I'm, I'm very good. Um, I'm ready to talk about a very, very well. weird movie, but yeah, it's been a chill day. Yeah, it's been a very chill day. Yeah, I mean, for some people, it's That's been a nice. very chill day. Yeah, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, don't say that too loud in front of Hunter. No, no, no. We're all also very stressed. It's like this great, is fantastic chill day. Things are falling apart, definitely. <laughs> yeah, things just falling right in the place. Have they, uh, they no just sucked you back into the whirlpool, Hunter? What's going on, yeah. man? Yeah, man. I'm like, basically, everyone that's been on the team is like, oh, okay, so like after you finish the audit, we have a, a bunch of little small audits, and they're just like nothing, right? Like, yeah. it's just nothing. And you're like, okay. And then now I'm like senioring two of them, and I have to like do all this other rework bullshit, and it's just, I don't know. It that's, sucks. That's it's, not, it's not a time off. It is <laughs> just more time on. That's a classic like video game gimmick. Like, that was the boss. But now for now on, all the bosses' levels are yeah. like what the minions are, and you're just <laughs> exactly. fighting those over and over again. You right? remember that dude you mm-hmm. fought in the first three areas? They're not all the normal guys, and yeah, we've got oh man but today is a very special podcast because uh we don't normally we normally you know we shoot the shit we talk about future boners right we talk <laughs> about video games but of course uh alex is going to be our house our in-house uh impromptu movie critic with us so we'll yeah he's our movie, movie professional which movie is going to be sommelier. super great yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell me the tasting notes on this movie if you will no, no, no. but before we get to that uh, we got to do a little bit of housekeeping here we are drinking some beers today mm-hmm. i mean i know we are i don't know what you guys are doing i'm speaking for us on our i want to put words in your mouth either of you thank you i uh, appreciate that yeah of course <laughs> uh we are drinking hey beer. <laughs> hey 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 relax everybody okay <laughs> but what are we drinking here today hunter okay so we're drinking from Hop Fusion Ale Works, the feisty blonde honey Ooh. vanilla blonde Ooh. ale. That's a lot of words. A lot of blondes in there, man. Yeah, this ain't your mama's blonde. So it's eight point two seven percent alcohol by volume. Wait, did they say that on the can, or was really? that just coming from you? <laughs> that is that is. No, their he, he's phrase, not that not clever. Mine. He didn't think <laughs> yeah. that up right. I could own. never come up with that. He's like last night at three a.m. I was like, I got it, and he wrote it down. <laughs> And he's been saving I've it. been anticipating this episode yeah. for about four <laughs> weeks. So. Um, so it does have a mouthful on the back. I'll just I'll just leave it to. I don't know, man. Just do it. Like you're yeah. you're back. We got a lot now. of time to okay. kill. We are all not prepared. I'm gonna go all the way through right and then just. How judge long did that take? Thirty minutes. Of, Perfect. Okay. <laughs> this bronze golden ale combines deeply ar- aromatic 
orange blossom mm. honey with a touch of pure Mexican vanilla and raw pilo, mm. piloncillo to round out its smooth finish, brewed with four grains and two variety of hops for balance, but unpasteurized and unfiltered to allow the natural essence of the citrus blossom to were, shine. Were they just hoping that, that was, some one yeah. person in the store that day would look at it and be like, oh my <laughs> God, like, finally, <laughs> Pinocillo in my beer? <laughs> this is the one, guys. Oh, man. So 8.2% alcohol by volume. That's, That's a heavy hitter. Bad. I am very, I am very surprised yeah. by that ABV right there. Yeah, because I've already had a couple sips. I'm not tasting eight percent, but maybe they covered it perfectly with that Mexican. Well, it's a vanilla. feisty yeah. blonde. It's going to come back on the on the backside, man. Which is why I feel like I would taste it more. But I yeah, don't know. Come Who back knows? to haunt you. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, what are you guys <laughs> doing over there? You guys drinking anything crazy? At I've, all? I've got a Cardu single malt Scotch whiskey, twelve year. That's what I'm drinking wow. today. Holy cow. That sounds that like it? something my dad would drink. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. What hey, is that thing? <laughs> it, uh, it's it's a whiskey. And Tight. yeah, no I don't know. I mean good. It's uh yeah. No, okay, exactly so I didn't I, I didn't look up any tasting notes for this one because I wanted to see if I could do it uh solo this time. Since I've had yeah. a few whiskeys on the show now. Manually. But um, yeah, no, hey, I'll I like just, it. You're challenging yourself. Exactly. I'll give you guys a little just descriptor of it. It's super light, uh, very like yellow, yellowish amber. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, uh, I mean, I've had a few sips, but it's probably gonna take a few more minutes for me to figure out what what's go- what's going on here. So yeah, gotcha. I feel you. That's great. That's great. Alex, you got anything going on over there? No pressure. But if you didn't no, no, I'm here. I'm prepared. Listen, oh, I, I don't come on. At least somebody is. He's a rig. He's a rig. Goodness, somebody is. That's great, Alex. Great. So I'm actually drinking something we reviewed like a year ago, I think, on this show. Oh, Death by Coconut. My, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nailed it. Death by Coconut. There in it case is. you've forgotten, it's intense, pure liquid cocoa flavor swirl with popping coconut aromas, all supported by a semi-sweet porter made from loads of our dark chocolate loads. and extra dark it caramel. Loads. That just That's gave gross. me a cocoa yeah. chubby. Cocoa chub. <laughs> yeah. It'll give awesome. you a cocoa chub. I made up that last part. <laughs> yeah, that's. Just I mean, I'm speaking. feeling the cocoa chub. Like, Coco- yeah, cocoa chub. It's just swirling around. Um, oh, yeah, man, very coconutty, very vanilla. That's pretty much it. That's it. Wrap it up. Perfect. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on because drinks are very important here. But we do got something to discuss here. Like I was saying before, Alex, we can't have you on the show without some sort of thing to talk about because we just have no connection at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all went, well, almost almost all of us went to go see a movie. So let's go ahead and get on into that. This is Witty Banter. Good luck with that one, Hunter. That's embarrassing, dude. dude. That's, uh, that's, I'm just I promise throw that's in never some, happened like, before. Boom, 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 <laughs> drums or something on top of it. That'll be perfect. I think that that went as great as it could have gone. There you go. Uh, that's perfect. This is how things always go on the show, Alex. Uh, but we all went, and we went to go see a movie. Uh, uh, the movie is called Annihilation. Now, mm-hmm. me, I was not terribly anticipating this movie, but Chase was the one who really wanted everybody to get together to watch it. So, Chase, I'm going to throw it over to you to give me some of the specs on that. Frame right. it, bro. Um, yeah. Directed by the guy who did Ex Machina and I don't know, some other movies that are well-known. It's a sci-fi movie starring Natalie Portman and I honestly only watched like one or two, like one trailer, and the trailer was just very eerie and strange, but um, yeah, we've we've all seen the movie except for Hunter. I think we're going to keep it pretty much spoiler-free because I honestly don't think you need to get heavily. It'd be nice to get into spoilers, but I don't think it's necessary for the um, for the, for the discussion. So Alex and yeah. Max, 
just saw yeah. it today and then mm-hmm. I saw it again yesterday. Um, and I just want to know, like right off the bat, that third act of that movie to me is it, it was one of the most unsettling feelings watching that movie and leaving that theater I've ever had. And I just want to get y'all's gut reaction walking out of the theater. How did you feel coming out of that? Right. Um, yeah, dude, for me, I walked. I, I was not expecting what I saw in this movie because Hell one, no. I knew nothing about it at all. Um, I knew it was by the dude who did Ex Machina, or, uh, Ex Machina yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. there's also a Ex Machina, which is very confusing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the dude who did uh, Ex Machina. So I was like, okay, cool. It's gonna like be like something to make me think. You know, that's awesome. Uh, but just there is an overall feel to the movie that started pretty early on. Mm-hmm. That just just the way that it started out the gate that was just very like like abrupt and fast it made me kind of feel like oh i'm out of my comfort zone and then it just kind of stretched that for it so never long never stops dude that when you finally left you're like god i need to take a shower yeah. <laughs> what is that man I, that's oh I, that was my first reaction of course yeah it was you, um you know i i was expecting to be more scared in this movie than i was like i, I wasn't sure if it was a horror movie if it was definitely like suspenseful mm-hmm. and stuff in the trailer uh so i kind of just went in and uh Went to a nice matinee showing just so it wasn't too spooky. Those are um, the best. Yes, that is also very true. Those <laughs> definitely bring down the spooky level for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's like 1130. <laughs> right you're like, nothing sunshine. can fucking frighten me now. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect going in, you know. Um, but I would say I'm kind of with you there, Chase. Like that last third act is insane. Uh, yeah. Super unsettling. Super creepy. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like you kind of expect definitely. something's going to happen in the, in the third act. But what happens is so out of left field. There's yeah, uh, there's a particular moment where I feel like something is revealed on camera. And from that moment forward, you're just through the looking glass and Hunter, how I want to describe it to you. And I guess to the larger audience who haven't, hasn't seen the movie is I really do find the last act of this movie indescribable where if I were to actually right. spoil the movie for you, Hunter and try to go through it and tell you about it, it like I would be at a loss of words because what you see is so just imaginative that it in the mm. same way that like inside that's exactly what I was thinking about. It was yeah. like kind of th- the same thought was with inside. I remember like, with Oh, ins- you can't really just explain the ending. Exactly. And so with inside and even with something like Akira where like the end is just so bonkers that you yeah. would never see it coming. I felt the same way. And Hunter, how I'm going to describe it to you is you and I love the mo- the documentary oceans. And yeah. <laughs> there was a conversation that you and I would have, uh, quite frequently where there was this squid at the bottom of the ocean who had like oh, yeah. bio luminescent skin. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a shrimp down there and <laughs> it like fucking comes up on this shrimp. Right. And it's like flashing its skin like a strobe light. And yeah. you and I are talking like, dude, this fucking shrimp, its whole life is just black and gray. And out of nowhere, it sees these colors and it's just, it's just it freezes in place because it's totally me- mesmerized, right? Yeah. And like that's how you and I would sort of talk about um, like coming into contact with like interdimensional beings. Essentially, it'd be so un- incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, this movie put into me what I think that feeling of witnessing that as close as possible as it could get is the how <laughs> yeah. I felt. Yeah. And like I was oh, like, wow. I was like physically arrested in my chair throughout the third act where like I literally felt like I couldn't move. I couldn't stop watching. And by the time the credits hit, people didn't leave the theater for like five minutes. 
It wasn't like, oh, credits, let's get out of here. I felt like everybody like me was just like, holy fuck, like, was that the end? Like, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, that is truly, like, the lasting impression here. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is so true. Like, because I had to jet, because I had to be here. Yeah. But I could tell when I got up and had to move around, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you? Are you, sure? you, are you yeah. Are you, <laughs> are you fucking sure? Yeah, I, no, I felt that for sure. Yeah, so I just want to, like, and I love this movie, um, mostly just because of how out there the end was, um, and, like, the sound, like, dude, the score of this movie, like, the the sound effects that are going on in that final scene just totally add to that otherworldliness and just how, like, Mm -hmm. off-putting it is, but I do want to mention that I think... This movie, a lot of people, when they come out of it right now, they're, they're trying to figure out, like, what does it mean? Like, what is this movie trying to say? Like, it's very symbolic. It's very, uh, like, it's not, it's opaque in the sense that, like, it's hard to grab onto anything. And I, and I see, like, right. all these articles coming out who are trying to explain the movie. And Hunter um, and Alex, you know, this, this posted on your, your website, but Hunter, when we were recording The Greatest Game, a big part of talking about aesthetic experience was trying to talk about the experience of, of being in something rather than knowing what it means. And we constantly talked about how, like, meaning was the residue of experience. Like, kind of once you yeah. have the meaning of something, you've sort of stopped engaging with it. And mm-hmm. to me, this film is actually a great pillar to exemplify these kind of ideas because I think the experience of being in the film was so unique and um, almost like so resistant to meaning that people are like upset with the fact that they can't tell themselves or others what it means, you know? Um, and, And there's like a constant theme, even with the characters on screen where after they come into contact with this thing, people are asking them questions, and over and over again, their answer is just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Over over <laughs> and over again, like, I don't know. And I thought, like, I hope that was purposeful in, like, the script and in the director's choice to be like, no, you, you don't need to know what this was. You just got to see it like everybody else did, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, 100%. I'm right there with you, like... I, I knew from about halfway into the movie that that's where like the direction it was going to go. I didn't expect it to take any form of like it, the big reveal. It's like yeah. fucking Russia and they've been <laughs> bombing the whole country. And <laughs> she wakes up and like, what happened? But I knew just like from the rat, because you can kind of tell that theme was was going right from the get go. Like you said, right off the bat, she has a conversation with somebody and it's pretty much just very like, you know, just very open and very like nothing really going on he was just responding very vaguely and from that point forward i knew that this was going to be a little bit more about like how can we mess with the feel how can we mess with the atmosphere of the movie to make you feel something new make you feel something new and make you experience just something that you maybe haven't experienced in a movie before um and because of that i think it it worked really well i've never been somebody who really needed to stress the meaning of anything uh, I guess it's because I'm so fucking artsy. Yeah, but, mostly uh, because you're so yeah. open and you just ha- you just get it, Max. You fucking get yeah, it. Yeah, that's really what it is. I try to tell the suits that all the time. They don't fucking get it, obviously. Um, but no, I, I mean, I was very comfortable and open to that type of experience. And it kind of went through because there's, there's four characters that go th- like that you deal with uh, during like the major plots of the movie yeah. for the most part. And um, each one kind of gets their own little like, like, you know, experience onto themselves that like everybody is a part of usually but like each one kind of has its own little different thing that happens and it's usually something that's taboo or something that just makes you feel in a certain way and I really like just kind of going down the line and how they all feel that it kind of built up to again that sort of third act 
that I was just not expecting at all. You could not possibly be prepared for. Yeah, absolutely at all. And uh, but it was just very like, like you said, the the music and the way that it you don't really is, which is a good thing to say about the music. It is very tonal and it is very atmospheric to where you don't yeah. notice it until certain types of times. Mm-hmm. I think you realize and once it like, turns on, it is a very much a part of the fear. Like it, well, it is unnerving. The music is absolutely because in, in part of that third act, right before it really popped off and everything started shaping together, like I couldn't tell where the sounds of the movie were like the sound effects of the movie and where the actual like, like what music the reality, was. Yeah. The and music yeah. was supposed to be, right? Which was cool because I was like, wait, was that on beat with itself? Or that just happened to feel on beat with itself? <laughs> but it was just, I, I don't know, like experience-wise, that's just how I felt. And it was very cool. Like I really appreciated that a lot about the movie. Alex, what, do, um, what, are, what have you been kind of thinking about since walking out of the theater? I think one of the biggest things that kind of stuck with me was actually like the character development. Uh, and I, yeah. I have not read the book, so I had, I had no clue what, what I was getting into. Um, and I really felt like each of the characters without spoiling anything had their, while they were and Max kind of hinted that they were, they were all experiencing this thing together, but their reactions and the way they were affected were so completely isolated and different from one another. Um, and they all dealt with it. Like, you know, they all, one of the themes of this movie is self-destruction. And so everyone's kind of self-destructing and, and unraveling, but, but it comes about in really unexpected ways at times. Sometimes it, it was, I felt like a bit predictable, but uh, it all like felt like it really fit what was happening on screen and kind of fit into the overall it gelled really well with what was going on, like conceptually in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like every character's unraveling kind of fits their character perfectly. And, but it's still unexpected. It's so hard to explain without getting into details. And like you said, it'd be, it's such a, a dense film to unpack. It'd be really hard to, you honestly have to see this movie to really kind of see where we're coming from. I feel like, um, yeah, like I, I will say that, like you mentioned, like some of it was kind of predictable in the sense that like the movie, like the things that move the movie forward and around were not necessarily unique in in themselves right, like right. There, there were definitely tropes in there and there were definitely even lines within there things that like i know what i have to do with things like that that i'm like yeah oh that feels so out of place because the yeah. rest of this is so fucking interesting yeah. you know <laughs> what i mean uh, but and that's not to take away too much because i don't know how like if they were to like tear that apart then you might just get some sort of like absurdly abstract film and then you might lose like any form of guidance that helps you through all these experiences so that might be something but it is i think worth noting that there were definitely parts that felt a little bit tropey outside of those unique experiences. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we should also credit the film though, for being what I consider like incredibly efficient and like tight. And while there are, were lines like you're talking about Max that were like, they're kind of tried and true and maybe mm-hmm. kind of run That's down a better way to say that. I think, yeah, tried yeah, and true. Right. This movie did like, there was very little that goes on like character wise, like when you, if, if I were to describe the main character and I'm not going to do it now, because honestly, I think not knowing even this little bit is a part of the experience of the movie. Um, the way that they set up the main character and her background and her relationship to some of the other characters is very simple, but they were able, it was a masterclass in storytelling in my uh, opinion, because they didn't give you the information in a linear fashion. They didn't give it to you up front or yeah. outright. They would kind of intersperse it throughout the movie so that 
you know, in the beginning, you're trying to piece things together and then you create your kind of your prediction of what's happening. And the next time they give you a piece of information, it kind of unravels out a little bit and you got to come up with a new prediction until literally at the very end of the movie, they give you a scene that makes you look backwards and reconsider everything. And while there was very little that I think happened in terms of like details, it was delivered in such a way that like always kept my mind moving. And so they didn't need to make it like it was not a dense or complex movie in my in my uh, in my personal opinion. I just think it was delivered in such a way that was just distinct and enough to keep my mind always moving and thinking while never getting in the way of like what I was watching. You know, sure, I think sure. like being dense and being complicated or like are two different things because I do think that there is material there to like break down and to definitely sift through as far as the movie goes, um, and it starts off real quick too which i wanted to note too as well like i was blown away by the fact that the first thing that happens in that movie is not a dream sequence yeah like the fact that that happened like that i was like wait are you fucking are we actually going with this <laughs> oh, so we're going this is actually we're we're rolling wheels are turning we're rolling right now huh? <laughs> right right and uh like and, and that just kind of kept pace for a very long time like they like the action was I mean, yeah i say action loosely but like the different moments were just very quick back to back to back to back to back um, but yeah, I it, it say moves that. pretty quickly, despite it being like two hours long, right? Yeah, which is yeah, yeah and that's another thing too, because I was in there, obviously, like I said, saw it literally moments ago, and I was waiting to come here, and I was like, man, this is there is something else happening, like after all these moments that could easily be leading up to climaxes each time. Yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you kind of we kind of talked about it a bit earlier. The soundtrack, I really, I really love it. Uh, it kind of turns from like. You know, we've we've kind of talked about like the the synthesis and the, the alien like sounds, but there's also like this like awesome acoustic droning going on, like yeah, C- that we kept like coming back as like a, a motif almost. Yeah, it's like a it's a nice contrast, um, and you kind of see them. I feel like you know certain parts of the film are definitely uh, more saturated in the synth and stuff, which it works really well. Um, but I also thought just sound design in general, like there's a certain scene in the movie that sound plays into. Uh, and it's super eerie. It's like the second act into the second act. Mm, right. Um, and it's, it probably like, it's probably the scariest part of the movie, I would say. Um, and, uh, just so unnerving what they do with sound design. And it's, it was really incredible. And, uh, you kind of don't realize what you're hearing as well, but it's, it, it, it's hard to explain, but without spoiling, but yeah, really great sound design, really great, uh, soundtrack. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, like, oh, sorry, but I wanted to just note on the fact that it did kind of go back to those acoustic and, like, more familiar sounds when dealing with more, like, the real-life situations that were yeah, going on yeah. outside of the, like, the shimmer or whatever that was going on. And then when mm-hmm. it went back in there, it kind of went back to that sort of, like you said, that, you know, atmospheric alien-esque. It's like drippy you know, strings drippy. almost, you know. Was, I like drippy mm-hmm. strings. That's a cool band name, actually. Yeah. <laughs> drippy strings uh, is nice. <laughs> <laughs> drippy springs or drippy strings is fucking tough. Uh, but yeah, I do want to say that like in order to like kind of bring you back to more like human conceptual ideas, it kind of used that sort of like familiar sound of like an acoustic guitar and like more like yeah. melody driven things like that. And then again, it kind of shifts back and forth. And because the movie was done in parts, you were like taken into situations and then pulled back out of them and then taken back into them really quickly, which was again just added to the more unnerving feelings of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it, it did a fantastic job at building tension constantly, like in each major act of the movie, it would build tension uh, and kind of like lean into it 
at different degrees, leaning it into it the lightest towards the beginning, towards the second act even more, and then by the third act, like the tension. Then I think the tension that they they built in that third act is what set up and make the final spectacle work so well because yeah. like they really put you on your back foot to make you kind of think and like almost like put yourself in defense. And then once you're there, I think that is, I, th- I think that's what allows the uh, final spectacle to like really flourish. Um, and I, yeah. I just think the final thing that I want to touch on is uh, you know, we, we mentioned Akira and we mentioned uh, inside and I, I love these, I love these works because in my mind they are like, they are the the purest form of witnessing someone's like unadulterated imagination in the sense that yeah. you just don't you can't see it coming until it happens and the way that I just that like the term that we can use and we've talked about it on previous episodes like way back in the day but um, there's a concept a concept called ineffable signifieds which are these um, they're they're pieces of knowledge that don't have words attached to them yet. So like they're they're things that you know without being able to explain them. And they're and the reason um, that they've come up in my studies is because they're very relevant to how we learn about video games. Like it's very easy to learn what you're doing with the controller and be hard to tell somebody like what's actually happening. And I think yeah, this term yeah. really applies to this movie because what you are seeing and hearing in that final act is like I said at the top of this um, discussion. It is quite literally indescribable and. It's it's this thing where like after you see it, you're really just left after the movie trying to try and do parse together the words to describe what you saw. And to me, like I said, that's just a sign of of like kind of pure artfulness, you know, and, and that's why I love this movie so much. Yeah, like I do want to give just more acknowledgement to the idea that it does build tension throughout the movie. And at the beginning of the movie, you get a tension relief situation, like a, like a bow, like a shock moment that makes you kind of garner your expectations towards that, which is how I felt like this during like this first little like, ah, scene that like kind of popped out and I was like, uh Oh, it's one of those movies. Right. Like I was thinking like, it's going to be more about like these shocking moments and like when, I was in those tense moments at the beginning of the film. I was like nervous because I was waiting for like a bang, you know, or like something like that. But after that moment, it almost like tricked me into feeling that way. And then I ended up feeling hyper fucking tense throughout all these later moments that were then delivered into a a moment that wasn't like shocking by because it was like loud or like abrupt, but shocking because of like imagery or because of some sort of atmospheric element that then left me in that again, like very tense situation and, feel that like you were saying before is relatively indescribable the way that you experience it so yeah, yeah. thought that was pretty pretty wacky yeah i have a question uh-oh so how many boobs would you <laughs> <laughs> on the boob meter three three boobs yeah uh, you gotta see it man i'm telling you the experience <laughs> god damn it uh, okay indescribable <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that word you were saying, Chase? <laughs> that, but to boobs. <laughs> okay, so first off, do you think that the director wanted to make a movie that had like a deeper meaning, or do you think he wanted to make something that was an experience? Um, I just, what does that mean, like as an artist to say that, like to, to make something like. I don't really know how to answer that because it definitely looks like the kind of movie that you might have come up with some of the ideas within the movie and then built the movie around it. 
I guess like you know you know how people will read a book yeah and they're like Barely. oh fucking this this red purse means that she's a slutty idiot or something you know it's like yeah like I they just that. like pull off they just pull off, they read between the lines that maybe the author didn't even want yeah English class to read between in senior yeah, year English of course class, absolutely senior junior year English AP class. English class 100. right there <laughs> yeah, yeah um I guess I'm just wondering like. Do you think that there's like all this like de- like like Chase was saying? There's these articles coming out ascribing meaning. What are the deeper you know relevance of the of the movie? Uh, what you know this symbologically? Symbolism? I don't know what the word symbologically. The symbolism. Right. Yeah. It, how much of that is um, on purpose versus how much of that is just being drawn from people? I guess I was just wondering like, do you think that the the idea of the film was more so to be like, this is just a crazy idea I had. I want people to enjoy the film. This is the premise. And then is there any sort of like real actual deeper relevance he's trying to pull out of it? Yeah. Feel- um, I don't know. You, you take it away, Alex. I don't really Let know. Let our professional take care of it. Yeah, please. Oh yeah. Movie professional. Sh- um, I feel like the themes of the movie and Chase kind of talked about it earlier. A lot of the characters say like, I don't know quite often. And I feel like that kind of plays into the overall theme. Like, I feel like, yes, it's an experience. And, but also like, I feel like it nails its theme so well that it, it does have a meaning, but I feel like part of that meaning is also that sometimes things don't have to have meaning. If that makes any sense. No, yeah. My um, fucking brain, dude. Just yeah, no, blowing just up gone. Right I feel oh like Chase God. has something to say. Fuck. I feel yeah. like he's, like, <laughs> uh, he's about to drop some. Knowledge. No, I mean, I just, I think the work is just very open by design. And if, if it has a designer, then I would guess that that was their intent. I don't really like it's a, it's really hard for me to try to guess what I honestly think it takes a creative genius to make the movie. So I don't I can't hope to figure out what was in their mind. But I do think the movie is is so open that it does allow for like many, many, many interpretations. And in some cases, the movie's even inconsistent. I think it's inconsistencies. If you were someone who was trying to find and trying to dial into that one specific meaning, they would just yeah. really throw you off. Um, and so I think the themes that are there work. Um, it's kind of got like an ecological message to it. It's got a the themes of self destruction that he was taught that uh, Alex was talking about, and that a friend of ours on Twitter, Jack Russell, he messaged me about, and he was like, "This is what I think the movie's about." And he actually, I thought he nailed it, and he had a bunch of thematic ideas and and what different scenes meant symbolically and I was like oh you know what I actually do totally agree with you I just wasn't even interested in thinking about that stuff and even without that interest I think the movie still stands on its own you know yeah it's the idea of like writing something in a way that allows for multiple interpretations is can be a purposeful act you know and I think that a movie like this like you said there are inconsistencies within the movie that just kind of you know, breed the idea of imagination, of the idea of like hallucination, which is kind of an idea within the film too as well. The but like things like the the I don't know, like that feels like a purposeful theme. Like that th- seems like that's on purpose, but again to almost explain the other elements that are inconsistent and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I like, was happy. I was like, good. I can actually point to something concrete in the film to now explain yeah. my point that we should be looking for. I know that, I know that meaning, thing. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. plus, uh, like that. For me, I feel like that's actually a fairly relevant theme, the I don't know. Yeah, me too, 100%. I've actually, like, after reading about Elon Musk's, like, Neuralink and talking about how 
just talking about how language evolved and how language is just were like symbols that are to define a thing, but they don't actually describe that specific thing. It's just like an idea. Signifiers. Right? Yeah. And so like the fact that I like after reading a lot about that, I guess I just was like, yeah, like language does fall short a lot. And so if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're, if you have something that's put in front of you that is truly unique and original and that you've never seen before, how are you going How do you talk to describe that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah. So, yeah, final thoughts for me on the movie that I think it is, like, we, we keep throwing around the word experience a lot, so I don't want to do it too much, but just watching the movie is very fun. It's very, it's its like... It's own treat. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a treat, you know? You know what I mean? You <laughs> go in... Strings. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's, it's a good time and it's nice to like watch and just feel all these different things and get kind of, um, caught off guard in these many different ways. That's not caught off guard in the traditional sense of being like scared, which I think yeah. a lot of people may go into it thinking it's a horror film or something. And it's not, it's just not a horror no, film. No, no. Um, despite having classic M Night Shyamalan throw around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not hold on. Lady <laughs> in the water. Stick the landing okay. here, Hunter. We can't <laughs> just hits you with that. Um, <laughs> do not sully the name any more than it already has been, unfortunately. Uh, but I I do recommend the movie. I will say that that I do think that it's a good film and a film that I think like purposely for me going into it, I just was not excited to see. I did yeah. not care about this film, and I feel grateful because I would not have seen this film if I was not put into this situation, which is awesome. So cool. I like it a lot. Um, you should probably go see it. So what do you Alex. guys have to say? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. Uh, my wife would have hated this movie. Um, <laughs> so if you're if you're looking for like a, a very straightforward linear experience, linear story, don't go into this movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it for that if that's your style. Uh, but if you like to, if you like to have fun with a movie like afterwards, like I'm very much I do like to piece things together. Uh, and I feel like the, the movie gave enough details and and, and was consistent. But also we kind of talked about it wasn't, I don't know. I felt like I could walk away from the movie and kind of, I have my own lore about what happened. It's ambiguous, but it's like, there's enough to piece things together and kind of feel like I had closure personally uh, with what happened. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. The visuals were phenomenal. Sound was phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I think lastly, just to color in some, a little bit extra that we didn't touch. I, I thought the, the performances were great. I found a lot of the scenes between some of the characters to just be like generally warming, like literally made me feel good because of how mm -hmm. like touching and sincere they were. And then that would also kind of be flipped where like there were moments of like really just cold, like somberness. And I just felt like I, I went through a range of emotions um, even outside of like the final act of the movie that were just really pleasant to go through. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought this movie was remarkable. I, I, I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think, Hunter? <laughs> you're going to go see I it? I think I'm going to see it, man. You think you're going to see it? We sold Especially them, Especially because you're saying that it's it's going to be a good uh, influence. Dude, there are some fucking things in this movie <laughs> that we could just steal. We're at the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Sniper. definitely some, yeah, kind of. But there are definitely some influences for our own little story that we're making up. So. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, a lot of artsy conversation that's very exhausting. Absolutely. We should probably take 
a big break, go watch some really just commercialized bullshit for a little bit, reset just, ourselves. Just put on our suits. Yeah, absolutely. Let's put on our suits, get fucking logical again here for a moment. <laughs> um, and just you know, maybe take a breather. We'll come on back and we'll talk about some more shit. All right? Okay, sounds good. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. And we are back. We are all filled our mouths with capitalism and consumerism and <laughs> materialism. We're done. Yeah, materialism. We bought like and five then, Funko Pops each. Yeah. Oh my dude, that's not <laughs> that's that horrific. That hit too that that hit too close that. to home. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um but we are back. We're being ourselves, we're being cool. We've been drinking some stuff. Hunter, how do you feel about our stuff right now? Is it getting feisty? I'm yeah. I'm feeling the way that you felt about Uh-oh. this movie before and after. <laughs> yeah. Because I went in and dude. I'm like, there's a picture of a yeah, chick with this. like yellow Fuck sunglasses yeah. on it. And some it's called dude, the feisty blonde. They hired some high school kid who's like, I know how to use Photoshop for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, bring it in here. Okay. Fifty percent. Um, just a yellow layer all Overlay. over. Overlay. Fucking Check this layer out. One, I just learned this. Layer this is a two. Mask. Change the font. <laughs> Graphic design is my passion. So. <laughs> 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 so that pretty much nails yeah, that. Yeah. It has all the goofy mm-hmm. slogans like "This ain't your mama's blonde" and stuff, and yeah. it's a honey vanilla blonde, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm like coming in, and I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. You know? But here's the thing: it's one. It's it does not drink. It's alcoholic mm, weight. Not even close. It is pound for pound. You could fucking beer pong this shit. Yeah, this it, is yeah. fucking slammable. This is great for that aspect. High on the chugometer. High, high on the, on the Very high on the chugometer. You know, there's not any nugometer involved. It no is a blonde ale. Of course. But um, <laughs> it, it is just, it's the first beer that I've had that included the aspect of honey where I taste the honey, but it's not just like stupid sweet or it's like not there. I taste the honey before I taste the sweet. You know what I mean? Like that's, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm fucking feeling you. And like just the little hint of vanilla. Mm -hmm. So Mexican vanilla, it's like, which is always better if I know it's Mexican vanilla. All of these words that individually don't really mean anything to me, (laughs) honey, vanilla, (laughs) blonde. I'm like, that's not, that's not something I go for. Of course not. But I have it, and I'm like, this is good. This is dope. It's yeah. a solid, solid beer. This beer is very dope. I have to agree with you. From the second, I took the first couple of sips when we first started the show, and I was like, Whoa oh, there. what the fuck? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Indescribable. This, oh, my God. Yeah, this again, so has inspired me. Um, but yeah, this beer is dope for sure. What about you guys? What, what are your drinks tasting like? Alex, second time around, is the, uh, the, is the death by coconut that much deathier? Yeah, man, this 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 beer is kind of like you know that old friend that you can always just get back together and pick up exactly where you left off. <laughs> Did you hate each other like in us. three months? Kinda That's like Death by us, Coconut. So. Yeah, it comes it comes around once a year. You know, that's the only reason I really buy it because you know they uh, they took it away for the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm like, well, now I have to buy it. You had to stock uh, up, drink all your supply. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and luckily, it, so this one is actually very low on the chugometer. It's 
it's a, it's got a lot of bite to it. It's like if coconut had bite. Um, and it's just like right in your face uh, with the coconuts. If you hate coconut, don't drink this beer. Uh, it's a don't thick, drink, also, if you like coconut, if you, <laughs> maybe don't drink a lot of this beer because <laughs> it's it's a little much. Uh, I hate coconut, but, but this death by coconut. Yeah, what is the good. fuck? This beer sucks. But when Why it's killing you, <laughs> I hate coconut. Luckily, this thing comes in a four pack because it's it's a little much. It's a little rich. Um, like it feels like you're drinking almost like a the equivalent to like a not your father's root beer kind of that like really yeah. high sweetness. Mm. It's a little much. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the witty banter. So, the the, the witty banter collective Ugh. groan. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Hi, so hi. I kind of know why it only comes around like two months out of the year. Um, but yeah, it, it's an experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's not meant to be understood. Of course. Yeah. Do you think that the designer <laughs> of the beer wanted you <laughs> meant for there to be a purpose? <laughs> All right, Chase. How's that? How's that whiskey coming along over there, dude? The Cardew Twelve is super light and refreshing. It mm. has no smokiness, like at all. So it's just Nothing. like sweet. Got a lot of like honey character to it. Uh, not very like oily at all. And it's kind of got flavors of like peach and like really just bright mm. characteristics like that. And like. It drinks really easily. Like I had, I drank it much quicker than I would um, some of the stronger whiskeys that are in the house. And yeah. so so far, it's like it's a whiskey that you can kind of pour up and just dr- you can drink it like it's uh, not a whiskey. I guess I don't know. It's really good. High on the chugometer is what it sounds like. Yeah, man. <laughs> high on the, yeah, surprisingly high for a whiskey. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, because you were saying earlier that like you weren't really sure. You're like, I'm gonna need some time to like really get into this a little bit. But then you're like, yeah, I gotta go refill my glass because I fucking chug the shit while we're yeah. going there. So that's cool. Kudos, sounds good. Should get a cup of whiskey as a chaser, or a cup of a cup <laughs> of gravy. <There's laughs> that would be bold. <laughs> that would Chasing be your whiskey bold. with whiskey. That would be a. There's a restaurant move. in town. They call them uh, plastic Chevys. You do a shot of uh, whiskey and then a, and then follow it up with some gravy. Ooh, what the? Is that like a Colorado thing? It's, yeah, I all Coloradians do it. Because there's yeah, a friend well, of ours uh, named Stephen Shavana who I joke that I'd always call him an alcoholic, and he was the first one to turn me on to like, no, dude, well, fucking, you buy a 16 ounce Lone Star and take a shot of whiskey at the bar. What do you fucking mean you don't know how to do that? <laughs> he just like he just made that like a tradition for me. It's like it's a great way to start a night, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. switch that out with gravy. I don't know though. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, it looks good. It looks like you were enjoying it quite a bit. So, kudos. I know before you were talking about how you could like barely even take one down, and then you're over here just like popping, popping them, popping them, popping them. But enough. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, we've got Alex on the show. His podcast, Pixel Pulse Radio, recently just hit 100 episodes. So, congratulations. Kudos, my friend. Wow. I remember our 100th episode. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Great. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will say, I was backing up our episodes recently. We're actually at like 180 something if we count all the unnumbered ones. Holy cow. And wow. like, I've kind of wow. wanted to just fucking kick it up and just be like, because there's, there's a bunch of podcasts just on the internet up. now. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. round up, dude. Because all the We're people, 200 now. Exactly. Yeah. All the people out of my timeline are like, there are only uh, so many you know, tens below us and it makes us look like we haven't been on the block as long. And I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. Yeah. We are established. <laughs> we owned the block here. But Alex, oh. in the 100th episode, you told this hilarious story that I wanted to share with everybody here in that you had lost the audio 
to your own microphone on a particular podcast where you had a guest on and you spent nine hours listening back and recording yourself back in as if you were there. (laughs) And people said that like, if you wouldn't have told them, they would have had no idea. That's awesome. That is the best story I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? I think we should just do that. Like somebody, that's just how we should record the show. Like one of you guys started that. And then I start go rambling on, and do all my yeah. shit. Yeah. And then we have to gauge depending on the other person's reaction. Like, oh, really? <laughs> Create a whole episode. <laughs> like, around yeah, it. dude. It was that gross. Yeah. Oh my it's God. like my most hated, but also my like single greatest achievement in podcasting. <laughs> I'm like, but nobody knew about it. So I like I had to say something. I was like, I've been sitting on this secret for 80 episodes. You guys need to know how committed I am to this thing. I that mean, is. seriously, I would have I would have messaged that person and been like, look. Uh, go ahead and tell everyone that you know that I'm a fucking hack, and <laughs> this episode's not going up. But dude, that that was ridiculous to me. I cannot believe you did that. That is. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. It was, it was a crazy story. It'd be like my stepdad would. So it was like two other guests. So they kind of were like sometimes they'd have their own conversation. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like just chime right. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then other times it'd be like Brandon would be like. Yeah, I really like that game, and I would like retrace and be like, so what do you think about the new Call of Duty, Brandon? <laughs> um, <laughs> It was, it was, man, it was something. Now, but you guys have also on your channel, on your YouTube channel, hit 800 subscribers, which there you is go. pretty fucking amazing. Hunter That's just great. started his own YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So pass on, sh- pass on your insight, dude. Yeah. You pass the insight along. Host, host his channel. You can do that, right? I don't, I don't know how post, YouTubing works. I channel. think that's Twitch. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I want to yeah. give you a congrats there. But I also want to ask you, like you've been doing video essays now uh, for a little while. Are you getting to the mm-hmm. point where it's hard to come up with new ideas? Because, like, for me personally, I feel like I've got – I'm on, like, a, a an island just resort where w- you guys are nice enough that anytime I want to put something out, you're like, oh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll have your article on. I don't have to – I have no commitment. But you have to put content out. And does that ever get – do you ever feel like you've put something out where you're like, I wasn't there for that one. I just had to put something on paper, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the channel. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the channel? No, yeah, just kidding. I think um, not that I felt like. I think sometimes I underestimate underestimate how much time it takes to put together one of those videos. I'm a, I'm a really slow writer, and so there's definitely been days where it's Friday morning and I have nothing on the paper, Ooh, and I'm like, let's do this. Wee. Like I'm waking up at 5 a.m. Hey. and I'm writing, and then I'm editing for like eight hours, and I'll put it up at like. 4 p.m. Oh, man. Uh, awesome, man. That's what inspiration I've, I haven't tracks. done that recently, but there was definitely around the holidays, there was a video or two that was like that. Uh, and those are definitely, you can tell, like, there's a lot of shortcomings. Those are the videos I got the most negative feedback on. Uh, From I mean, people like, you I, know? Like, I couldn't be mad at it because I was like, I knew that I I kind of, I didn't phone it in, but, like, I could have done way better. You yeah. Know? That sucks because I wanted to ask to see if any of those just, like, turned out really fucking awesome. People are like, wow, dude, that's fucking crazy. I never, like, thought about it like that. And then you're they're like, like actually, clearly one of them was. blew this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There was, so back in September, I think, I put out a video on Cuphead that I think I wrote the day before it went yeah, out. Yeah, that was, like, a two and a uh, half minute video, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, like, three minutes long. Uh, and I, I like that video. Like it's definitely not one of my best ones, but for some reason it's like one that people really liked. And like the, uh, there's people that have like tweeted at IGN, hire this guy. And they're like, they'll send my, they'll attach my cup head. They'll attach my cup head video. I'm like, that's, I hate that video. Uh, like I, there's a, I miss like an entire word in that, in that video where like my sentence doesn't make sense. Like 
Please don't tweet that video. Um, you're like a band you know, some, whose greatest hit is the one they hate the most. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. yeah. You're like, you're Radiohead? Um, I love Creep. Creep and they're dude. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's fun. It's, I try to be, to go back to your, your question, Chase, about like ideas. I have like a, a notepad on my phone that I kind of just, anytime I get an idea, I'll write it down and I'll review them every couple of weeks and delete them or keep them try to f- flush them out further. But, but I probably have like 15 ideas uh, written down, but probably three of them will get made. Right. Jeez, um, that is a, yeah, that's a, that's a tough curve to hit, man. Yeah. Three out of 15. I want to know what those yeah. other but ideas are. But I mean, I'm not the are. only I'd one doing the videos. Like. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. you so feed, you I'm, feed ideas to other people too then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's no um, way Moises has come up with his own material. We know that for sure. Absolutely <laughs> not. I've met that guy for sure. No yeah. Way. Have you seen that no dude's way. beard and his hair? Yeah. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> um, I'm actually working on a video right now with Moises, so that's exciting. Exactly. Yeah. I have like my next two or three planned out. <laughs> what do you say, Chase? I was going to say, yeah, of course he can't do one on his own, so you have to get go yeah, in there. And <laughs> so you, you put down your ideas and like notes and stuff on your phone. Have you ever, this has happened to anybody here, have you ever like written something down in your notes oh and then God. go back to it later and been like, what the Fuck yeah, was what I was talking this? about? Yes. What the fuck was this? Yeah. So I remember a long time ago, I had a bunch of ideas, and I would write down like song names or like lyrics or blah blah blah, just something when I was like doing lyrics music and stuff. are the worst offenders for this. Absolutely. And one time, I wrote down one thousand cakes, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck does this mean?" And I swear, I kept it for so long because I'd go back and I'd look at it, and I'd like sit in a chair in my room, and I'd like turn off all the lights, and I'd just like look at it and be like, "What was this?" What was it supposed <laughs> to be? Because I remember when I'm putting it down, being like, this is fucking, this is gold. This is great. I had one where it was like Jesus as a cat <laughs> or something. That's hysterical. And I then I like looked yeah. back on it and I was like, but it was like a little more filled out than that. And I was like, I was really stoned. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going through like stoned, 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 stoned. <laughs> Delete, stoned. Oh my God, stoned. There was a day back when I, I got laid off in uh, last August, and I was like, "I'm gonna be a stand-up comic now." <laughs> so oh I got, God. I've got a uh, a notepad of just gibberish. Um, like I'm looking at it right now, one of the lines is, "Why does Chick Fil A give me two bags for hot and cold food?" That's I think I was question. supposed to go into something there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good opener because I would have been like, "Yeah, why?" And then you would like. There's hit me one with a that just says. Bitches got slaughtered. I don't know the concept. Bitches I don't know what the setup was. Slaughtered. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, it's that's something special. <laughs> I used to like so I I play music occasionally and write songs occasionally and I have like my voice memos on my iPhone where it's like I'll get a melody oh, in my man. head. Oh dude. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I have them dating back to like 2012 and some of them are painful. Dude, like, oh my I, god, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. They're so bad. I yeah I'm in the same fucking boat dude there's been totally times because I would always do that especially if I was out and I had a good melody in my head and I'd be like I have nothing to play this so I try to be like all right try to just like hum it out and yeah. then I'll yeah. go back and then I'll go back and listen to it it's like and I'm like wow oh I remember this being real catchy and real good and fuck oh my sometimes God. the moment just strikes dude man, you gotta it's catch it down cause it's the worst feeling when you have something in your head and you're like that's fucking cool and then that's later golden. you're like oh my god what the fuck what the fuck yeah. somebody play me a beat see yeah. the thing with me with the, the voice memos thing cause I definitely do that too mm-hmm. usually when I feel like it's good enough to save and I go back to it I feel like it's okay mm-hmm. but it's just that I only have like 10 seconds of it and then I'm like okay 
Where so was I it going? Ten seconds, so what do I do for the rest of this shit? It's for the and creative I can never process. find anything that's like good enough to, to put around it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's just lost in space forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody will ever know yeah. how great this one is. You ever want to do a dangerous was. game, you just open up your voice memos at a party, choose somebody else, and you go through and you randomly select them and hit play on speaker. Dude. That's uh, that is some real a horrifying <laughs> game. But I would love to play that. I think that's I, hysterical. I, the, I, I think it might have been with Chase, like talking about going through another person's notes on their oh, iPhone. That's and fucked just up. Being like, "Hey, here's my notes. Here's your. I want to see your notes. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, like oh, this password. Like a diary, man. Like I have one Everything. that's um, I have one that's like my uh, magic card deck listing. That's like, oh no, oh like f- I've got five hydras. <laughs> I've got three elf folk. I've well, got, now he knows you know. it's in your deck. <laughs> yeah. You're exposing yourself right now. What are you doing? I see Chase. You know what right kinds of now. Hydras, you Hydras. assholes. Hydras. Oh, Colonian. <laughs> Colonian for sure. Oh, man. That game is fucking hysterical idea, though. I would love to do that. Put mm-hmm. your memos on a fucking speaker. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's that's like a, that's some real deal, like, chicken type of game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, everybody man. has to that, ha- that comes to your party has to, like, turn in their phone. And then at one point, <laughs> you just put on a voice memo. <laughs> You gotta spring it on him because if you're like, yeah, we have the memo game going on later. Oh fuck, best one, best one, best one, best one. Best one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, that is fucking funny. We got oh, some man. emails, and it's fun having a guest on when we have emails because we get more perspectives. So yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll try to yeah be prepared for the things that people send us, Alex. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah, we. All right. For, first I'm question ready. comes from Dunter, who asks, "Would you rather lose a thumb or an eye?" Really simple question. Oh. Oh man, that's actually a good question, man. Mm. And it's it's better because it's not like both thumbs or both eyes, yeah. right? Yeah, you got to think about like what's it like to only have one of, right? And like, I mean, do you get to choose I'm, the thumb? Like, yeah, that would suck. My right thumb is much more valuable than my left thumb. I'd yeah. say you get to choose both, right? Actually, you know what? I don't know because my left thumb holds my fight stick. That's where the stick is on the fight. Right. Yeah. That would be fucked up. <laughs> you can relearn, dude. You can relearn. Yeah, just hold it like a wine glass style. I could probably adhere. Well, I think about the space bar when I'm typing, and that's definitely right. Yeah. You only use the right thumb. Not f- yeah, for space bar, I don't use both thumbs. I use for both space thumbs. Bar. At one you can use the left thumb as well, Hunter. Yeah. Not I'm trying to think how I'd like hold a gamepad. You're over here. Look, homeroom keys. You start Homer. developing <laughs> one thumb as you. It's guy. literally symmetrical. Yeah, I know. It's large enough to hit it's both thumbs. It's literally ridiculous <laughs> to use both thumbs. I'm not saying both. Uh, yeah. I'm saying right or left. I use no, right. You can switch to your left is what he's saying. But to, I'm, like just saying, so I'm just saying I'm just saying for okay. the flag now in the sand being like. the air here. Yeah, that's I thought you were trying to argue like, but the left is judgy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, the fact is. Okay, lay it on us. You've <laughs> got two eyes and. That's a Both fact. eyes give you perception, right? They give you the same thing, right? They give you having they two, work as one. Having two gives you depth perception. Without two, yeah. you are fucked on depth perception. Is that really? But let's that? think about yeah. going forward. It's 2018. <laughs> How yes. important is depth perception? Are you? We kidding have machines me? for that. You know? Yeah. Is it more important than the dexterity of our hands? I would argue yes. Just because yeah. it's 2018 really? doesn't mean you wake up every day and not use your depth perception. <laughs> but I do use my hands every day. Yeah, well, you not use your fucking thumbs? <laughs> See, what happens, you have no depth perception, then you 
get into a freak accident and lose both your thumbs. That's, you know what I mean? Like, see, that's <laughs> yeah, an extrapolation yeah. oh, that I'm not going to include. Both my thumbs horrifically torn off. That's not fair. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing, too, about, like, it's a big risk to take one of your eyes because once you lose the other one, that's blind forever. That fucking sucks, yeah. right? That would be fucking whack. Yeah. And that'd be ultra yeah. whack. That's the wackest scenario. But also, I feel like just losing one eye... I mean, you either get a tight glass eye that you can pull out at parties, or you get to have a fucking <laughs> a patch. patch, which is great. That's awesome. You can always be well. a pirate for Halloween. You, that's very tight, right? <laughs> yeah, but then, but then you'd not. feel so limited. You'd be no. so sick of being a pirate. No, that's not true, because you would be something else. Then people would be like, oh, you're some sort of like fusion? And then you make them feel really bad. Be like, this is a real fucking eye patch, dude. I'm trying to be a fucking <laughs> or you could be construction the worker from here. Walking Dead. I, mean, I feel I ridiculous. Yeah. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah, all of my costumes just turn into <laughs> evil versions of said thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm an evil astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, you're an evil firefighter? Like, fuck you, shit. All right. Firefighter. Yeah. Next I'm going, I'm removing my left thumb. I'm removing my Because I feel like I can still blow a guitar. My strumming, my picking hand is right. And it would be really hard, but I think I could I could learn my chords without a thumb. Dude. And then a game pad. I feel like my my left stick that I usually use my thumb on is direction, which I feel like is... Well, they're both direction, but I feel like I'd rather use my learn with my index finger on the left analog stick. You know what I'm I think I, I think I'm gonna keep my thumbs, man. I think yeah. I'm gonna lose my lose what? maybe my right eye. I don't care which eye. Probably dude, the left dude, eye. Keyboard, piano, typing. I mean, come on. Typing. <laughs> typing like, and my what? favorite thing. I come Holding home and sit down. Things, I just type. Petting sweeping. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pet a dog without a thumb. Yeah, fucking yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, our next question comes from Dooney Ray, who says, you've just been added as the latest DLC character to your favorite fighting game. Awesome. Each member must design someone else's alternate costume with the goal of making them look as dumb as possible. Okay. I so like we've that. all been added as a fighting game character, and we've got to make each other look stupid. Like, w- given, our, given our qualities, right? I mean, who are you, Hunter, when you're into this game? Like, what do you bring to the table? Are you the... I don't know. Are you like the numbers man? I don't know. Is that like the... My head's just like a pencil. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Pencil fingers, you know? And you're filling out schematics, right? No thumbs. That'd be a cool super move. You like place them into an Excel, s- or Excel spreadsheet. And, just, and then just delete them. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, file sa- just drag it over. File save. Recycling bin. Then I am <laughs> the Matrix. That sounds pretty good. That's actually a pretty strong character. I think we just... We made a very strong character by accident. Um, but I don't know. What would your alternate costume? I don't really know. An alternate really costume? Just saying, what's a silly costume you would wear? Um, or I guess we're supposed to be designing for each other, but yeah, just make me really. Max, fat. I mean, what would <laughs> just make me a fatty? Just yeah, a fat, fat guy. Boy. Yeah, fat guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's just like prey on everybody's like self like esteem values here, right? <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> I think I, I Alex, know. I've yeah. seen you. Um, I've seen you perform at at churches. So I'm gonna make you an altar boy. Oh, oh so you would good. be you would be an altar boy. You like would have choir no. candle. Yeah. Lighter oh thing. no, that's a good costume idea. Yeah. I think there you go. <laughs> what altar boy? Uh, altar boy is. And he has like assist funny. moves with the Pope. Right. <laughs> oh no. <The> pope comes <laughs> in. Oh. Max, man. we I think we nailed. 
your doppelganger best at Hubble and Hudson when we said that you looked like Linguini from Ratatouille. So if we can make you like a goofy chef. That's a good chef. costume, though. That's a fucking... I'll take that costume for sure. He is Linguini. I am 100%. Dude, that'd yeah. be a sick... Dude, that's an awesome costume. This is a fucking great game. A rat Are you familiar? kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, I, when I think of Chase, I just think of like holding a platter of cheese and salami. <laughs> God damn it. I've really got to break this. I don't know if I've like what, like the joke started and it, it fit really well. Yeah. But you it's like, it have I been first. eating cheese and salami around you guys? Like, I don't Dude, think so. Not at least lives. two Are you years. kidding? Are you kidding me? I would go over to your house and have fucking platters of both of these things. That's my like parents, dinner. dude. I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> like you loved it. That, it was bestowed upon to you, man. You're the <laughs> salami it. man, for sure. Yeah, he I just enjoy like throws it. pieces of salami Slices. and Slices. Yeah, dresses you up as a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome, dude. That's a tight Puts you in the oven as it's finished. Yeah, move. dude, that's the fucking destroyed move. <laughs> Afterwards, destructive finish. Pizza. He just has a piece. He tries a piece. And he's like, nah, it's all right. And he throws it away. <laughs> oh, man. Those are good characters. I like these characters, all of them. All right. Next question comes from Ben Ebig, who says he's been climbing his way through the ranks in DBZ Fighters, and he's yeah. playing harder and harder people online. And he says yeah. it's becoming obvious that some of the combos being performed on him are being done using a fight stick. And he says, I'm, bri- I'm browsing Amazon and considering the possibility of getting one, but he wants to ask the Witty Banter crew, do you think fight sticks are worth it? Are they worth the investment for someone who is only playing fighting games for the Platinum Trophy? And does it make a difference if you're buying a less expensive one and a more expensive one? So there's a lot in this question that we should break down. One, I would challenge him that it's not possible to tell if someone is yeah, using a fight stick. Tell? Yeah, 100%. Dude, the best player in the world doesn't use a fight stick, so. Hmm. No fucking way. Yeah, what, I would retort with, give us your, your signifiers. So what, what, are the, what are the reasons yeah. that make you think that it's Email him be. back and just say yeah. like, what are you, <laughs> yeah, excuse hey, me. What the how fuck? did you find out that he was using a fight stick? <laughs> okay, what are, what are the signifiers on that? Um, yeah. There's like first, first off, Alex, have you been playing DBZ Fighters? Have you been playing it? I have. Have I you have. really? Have you been enjoying it so far? I have. I have. Well, oh, when the servers work. Oh, dude. So <laughs> you haven't been enjoying it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So true. Um, they just released an update yesterday. I haven't tried it since, but hopefully, it's fucking. Better, jeez, Louise. Yeah. Had some um, nights ruined by that shit, dude. For real, yeah. <laughs> like the fucking feeling. Just like, all right, dude. I guess I'm just gonna get off and being like, yeah, <laughs> there goes all the fun. All the, I guess I'll go fucking sit alone. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go play Street Fighter. Yeah, right. Oh man, kill me. Um, I would say that there's a definite difference between quality of fight sticks for sure, 100. percent um, If you were really, is that being in like the range of motion? That you have uh, it's the feeling of the build. It's the quality, the quality of the stick, man. Mm. Between like button durability to button press feel to the gates to just the pieces used to the how heavy the fight stick is and how just like quality feels. Quality. If you're gonna invest in a fight stick, dude, don't fuck around. Just buy one that's like 150 to 200 bucks. It sucks. It's very expensive, but yeah, you will feel buyer's remorse. But yeah. I do think <laughs> it's always a worthy investment. But yeah. if you are just doing this for the trophies, then no, I don't, don't think you need, need one. It. Especially no. not in Dragon Ball Fighters. So, you do so not need one. Let in that me game. ask because I'm. This is probably going to be the only fighter I mm-hmm. play, at least that I see in the foreseeable future. Of course. And 
I um, am not going for a platinum trophy. I really just want to get into it. Yeah. Would it be for somebody like me? What, like, sell me on, why would I get one? Like, from my perspective. Dude, it's just... Like, like look, for, yeah. for me, it was very much in Street Fighter, I was having trouble doing specific combos and specific cancels. And I mm. truly felt that if I had a stick, I would be able to do these better. So if you ever get to a point where you feel limited in your range of motion because of the, the pad, that's when you should start considering it. But until then, like, you should just be on that hill. I feel like I have lead fingers. Yes. And I think it's just a habit that I formed since the beginning of my video game playing days that I just never developed any dexterity. And it's what's really holding me back because I don't have a purpose with every one of my movements. And I'm wondering (sighs) if scaling up means that every movement I make has to be a lot more purposeful. There might be, because you say you have lead fingers, but I've heard you play some delightfully light melodies that, on the piano. That's exactly what I want to say. You can literally play classical masterpieces <laughs> yeah. on the piano. It's not a matter of can... whether I can or cannot. <laughs> it's like when I'm playing a game, I get tense. Or like that's... I want to perform and therefore <laughs> having to be in the moment, I'm just like, up. Oh! X, 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 X. You know, like it's not like anything. It's like cracking your controller with everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Nash, just something. Yeah. I would think that over. there was honestly more room. There's more leeway with the stick because you're essentially taking all of your buttons and even the joystick itself and just sizing it up. Yeah. You're expanding it. Yeah. The buttons and are now all bigger. Yeah. And like the stick, you now have a bigger range of motion. So you, you can exaggerate your movements with it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just more straightforward because, like, there are things when you have to use, like, the triggers and now that can kind of throw you off and, like, hey, you have to develop different types of muscle memory where with a stick, it's like a piano, right? Like, that's a very straightforward instrument, right? Yeah. It's literally laid out right in front of you. <laughs> it's, it's just right? a pattern. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, right? But that's what makes it so fucking versatile and complex and you can do so much crazy shit with it. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the theory on the fight stick. That being said, you don't need one for Dragon Ball Fighters, man. You just don't. I just don't think that you, it's worth the investment. If I if just like came and bought one, would you be like? I'd be like fucking tight, dude. Let me show you the excited. Yeah, I'd be tight. fucking stoked. But that's because I'm a fighting game boy, and I'm like, this will get him into the games. <laughs> this is great. I got him by the collar. This is great, right? So I'd be. I mean, I'd be. I'd be jazzed on it. But okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Consider it. Consider it. All right. Our final question comes from Dunter, who asks, "What is the longest amount of time that you have been awake?" Don't leave out any of the delirious details of the experience. Um, longest time I've been awake? I mean, shit, it's probably like roughly 48 hours almost. Yeah, probably. I've definitely done a 48-hour stint. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's just days where I literally stayed up all night and then was like, I got to go do, do shit today. And I just went with it. Mine was drug-induced. <laughs> I mean, it was like... <laughs> it was like, look, I had, I was I on had to... I had to study for these stupid philosophy exam and you have to be able to write three essays and it's like, dude, I, you, I, if I was going to do well enough because I'm not a great writer, I literally had to memorize these essays and it's like, well, I either have to like take an Adderall and just like learn this for the next 12 hours before the test or fall asleep and fail. So I chose to pass. 
and I ended up after the test like not being tired and it was like 2 p.m. But I had already been up for like 36 hours. So I just stayed up until it was night again. And until it was a full going. rotation. Yeah. yeah 100%. I yeah. get that. I think mine, mine was the, there was one night in uh, in high school where I got up at like 5 a.m. And then I worked from like 1 p.m. to 4 a.m. one night at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, of all places, uh, because like there was like the health inspectors were coming and we were not ready and we were so delete. It was like 4am and I'm like on a step ladder, like, like nearly <laughs> falling over. And then I think I went home and I had to be back at 6am. So I don't think I slept until, uh, yeah, I think that was probably 36 hours. Never 48, never 48. I love my sleep. Uh, <laughs> extra life would be another one that I, that oh, I've done. Man, that was rough. That was definitely a, that was a moment where it was very much a, Okay, no, I'm definitely not as as spry as I once was. I can't just roll through hours and hours of not sleeping because I've been on a plane and yeah. now I have 24 hours ahead of me, you know. Yeah. And we well, 28 hours for us. Oh. We hit that. That was brutal. That last four that hours was rough. It was like we could have been done right now. Oh yeah. no. Um, but yeah, I think 36 hours is probably my my limit. 36, still not bad. I said 48. I don't know if you're looking at me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we went on the my board. answer. Yeah, absolutely. Any more emails, Chase? That's all for now, man. Thank That's God, all for now. I don't yeah. think we can last. I don't, yeah, let's not push it any farther, guys. Not that anything's <laughs> gone wrong with the magic of editing uh, and how everything... And we're back anyway. So, yeah, not that anything is wrong with the magic of editing. Um, but I do want to say, Alex, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back to the show. It's always a treat, right? You always boost our ratings because you bring your awesome fan base Ooh. over here, and they all just, you know, are like, "Yeah, I wish Alex talked." Awesome, more. cool. Where's more? Give me more <laughs> Alex. And they're like, "Free Alex T-shirts," and they're like, "He's not in jail." And they're like, "What?" And it's fucking crazy. You have a weird fan base. Uh, but thank you so much. If you want to say anything about uh, who you are, really. Uh, you know, really deep down, like really give your emotional personal plugs. speech. Yeah, like what kind of what are your list of your fears, your school schedule, uh, just being things alone, like that. Yeah, of course, absolutely, know. alone for the rest of your life. Uh, but other than that, how can people come and hear you talk about that? Like, where do you, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me at okbeast.com. Awesome. I hope I co-host uh, or I host a podcast on there called Pixel Pulse Radio. So if you like games, uh, it's very much a game kind of surface level game podcast. Talk about what I've been playing, news, that kind of thing. Um, and then you can find me at youtube.com slash okbeast. I do uh, video essays over there uh, on specific games. And as of this recording, we're at 970 subs. So if you go over there Dang, and you really? like what you see, that maybe consider uh, helping oh, us crap. get to 1,000. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking cool. You guys, <laughs> I remember reading a, a, like a tweet or something from your partner in crime, Blessing, who were like one of the comments was like, this is surprisingly high quality for how low these subscribers <laughs> was because it was back in the day. And I was like, that's super funny because you guys, it really does. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks great. It yeah. is super fun. Like every time you guys post videos, I'm like, this is some fucking high end shit. This mm-hmm. is awesome. There's nothing cutting this. So that's great. You have our support. So you yeah. heard it here. All six of the people that follow or that are subscribed to us go over there, really push them close to that 1,000 yeah. mark. Thank you. You'll get close. Yeah. yeah. You'll get a small boost. You'll probably lose subscribers, honestly. We're sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you like this show here, uh, just know that Alex is not on it always. But still, come on, try it out. It's pretty cool. Um, you can go to wittybantershow.com. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, you can follow him at Bodacious Chase. You can follow Hunter 
on YouTube. Crypto Diesel. Crypto dude. Diesel, my friend. <laughs> you want to learn some shit? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can find us anywhere. iTunes, the whole. Sh- I'm trying to think of it. Stitcher, the uh, the other ones Google as well. Music, Google Music, Play, play thing. What do you guys know anybody who's like, dude? I only use fucking no. Stitcher, bro. You'd be surprised. There was, I think, when we were getting that stuff on there, there was like one person who's like, so when's Google? Finally, play? yeah. When the fuck are you guys on Double Twist? And you're like, what is that? What the fuck is Double, <laughs> double Twist? twist. <laughs> 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 <You're> like, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks again, Alex. It's always a treat. I uh, hope you had fun on the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. Um, any final words, gentlemen? No, I'm good, man. Let's get out of here. Let's beat up peep out of here. Go, 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 go